Welcome to Gold Coast Insider, where we bring you business insights, stories, opportunities, and forecasts from movers and shakers across the Gold Coast. I'm your host, Estelle Rodigiro. I'm CEO of Regional Development Australia Gold Coast. It's my pleasure to welcome and introduce Amanda Bulow. Amanda is a well-connected construction industry professional with over 20 years experience. Her extensive knowledge in procurement, sales and production estimating has assisted numerous organisations in streamlining their businesses, finding efficiencies and improving results. Amanda is also the founder and CEO of Awesome Women in Construction and she continues to provide a space for women to come together to learn, connect and share while leading the growth of the construction industry. Her support, advocacy and education of small businesses and women in the construction industry is her strong focus. Ah, welcome, Amanda. It's really great to talk to you, to have a chat to you today. My pleasure. Thanks for the invitation. Well, you're most welcome. Now, we're going to delve back into your history and I'm going to ask you, you actually are a small town girl and you grew up in Rosewood in the city of Ipswich. Sure did. Yeah, on a farm. Yeah, we had 80 acres. Right. So what are you... What are some of your earliest memories and some of the memories that you've brought forward into your career and into into who you are today? Yeah. So I think the biggest one is, um, you know, there were no boy and girl jobs on the farm. There were just jobs and you just had to do them. So whether it was, you know, feeding the cattle in the drought, whether it was, you know, collecting the eggs, taking the washing off the line, it didn't matter. Um, the They just needed to be done. So, yeah, that was probably the first experience of equality. Yeah. you know, that we had without knowing that it was that at the time. Yeah. Um, I, I love that you um, spent your time as a girl guide and you left with your BP badge, the Girl Guides Peak Performance um, Achievement Award. Now, that that in itself must have taught you some skills. What did you get out of the, the Girl Guides? I don't know. That's a silly thing to start with, but it's really relevant, yeah. isn't it? It's Look, In country areas, that's what we did, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, this was an era before social media. This is an era before mobile phones, you know, so the only way we got to meet people and connect was through community organisation groups like Girl Guides or, you know, CWA, SES, those sorts of things. And for me, the Girl Guides taught me um, leadership for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, leaders are born, not made. Um, Many of your listeners may disagree with me and that's okay. Um, But for me, it definitely gave me that foundation of what can be achieved and you know having some amazing role models within the girl guides as leaders Mm -hmm. um you know that's when we were taught that we can do whatever we want be whatever we want and um you know if that door's not open we can kick it open yeah and there's also that whole thing about learning to be part of a team I think girl guides was very much about you know that whole team environment Yeah, yeah. And it's about, you know, picking each other up when we're down and all of those things that we take on. And I'm going to say a part of that girl code, right? Checking someone doesn't have lipstick on their teeth or, you know, their hair's looking good or or whatever it is, you know, we can't see behind us, but that's that, you know, sisterhood or that girl rule where we build each other up instead of tearing each other down. Now, I mentioned in in your bio that you're in the um, construction industry, right? Yeah. And predominantly in procurement and, and estimating. Now, 
I was I was really curious into what, where did you end up, and and I I saw that there was a quote, and it says at no time in your life did you wake up and decide the construction industry was a career to be. And I imagine there's a lot of girls out there that haven't woken up with this big light and go, yeah, yeah, I want to be in the construction. But yeah. you say looking back, you think the construction industry chose you. Yeah, absolutely, and I think part of that is that once I had. Um, finished high school, um, finished uni or was near the end of finishing my uni degree, I was starting to wanting to know about what what was next because, you know, you've got this degree, there has to be this whole fulfilment of career, right, forever. Um, And, you know, I was fortunate to have a um, a casual role, you know, or two or three of them at various times at uni um, with a residential builder and um, they saw that I was doing some study for a tax law exam one day and then I was into the office with um, in an administration role. And I think that first um, opportunity of going into a very large office with a very large builder, I was able to see what was available. Um, and that was the first opportunity of me wanting more. Um, so so then you go on and say you actually stopped waiting for opportunity to come to you because you're in admin? Yeah, went and knocked on the door of the estimating estimating manager's door. That was about in year two thousand. I can imagine that must have been very nerve wracking. Like that must have been a really hard thing to do at the time. Yeah, it was incredibly difficult. I mean, I wasn't, you know, the confident, um, you know, person that I am today. I definitely knew I wanted more, but wasn't quite sure what. And that opportunity arose. I had some great um, leaders within the business that. I ran it by and they said, yeah, what have you got to lose, right? So I knocked on the door and six weeks later um, a position opened up and I was over there and uh, definitely had my L plates on from that (laughs) estimating experience, yeah. So you must did you have some good role models or did you get the support back then in from the industry because you would have been um would have been still unusual to have a female in those positions am i right Yeah absolutely yeah and look there weren't any real organizations um there but I was also someone, Estella, who asked a lot of questions. Mm. Um, so the, whether I had a good rapport with a building manager or, you know, my estimating manager at the time was very good, I just kept asking questions. And I think at some point, Estella, they just told me the answers so they would go away. Um, but in any case, right, um, that's how I learned and that's how people then you know, the managers around me then also realised, oh, she wants she wants to know more. She wants to grow. Let's help her as well. So there's a two-pronged approach to that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I'm going to ask some basic questions. Why estimating? Why, um, why move into that? What was it about that? Uh, look, I think it was um, the opportunity at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was never great at, you know, mathematics. I was never ducks of this class or anything, but I think, what had or I know what had happened is that I found um my space, my place in society in the sense that I enjoyed the opportunity that estimating gave me and I could see the process and how it evolved to creating a client's dream home. Well, and then then there's procurement. So is that just a an extension of that or? Um, for me, procurement, I love procurement. I love sitting across the table from a corporate partner and negotiating the best price for the best product. Um, and for me, yes, price is one thing, but we also want that after-sales service as well, right? Because yeah. if a dishwasher is going to break, Estella, it's going to break on Christmas Eve and the whole <laughs> family is coming around. 
And instead of arguing about whose fault it was, whether it's the plumber or the appliance or the candlestick maker, just replace it, right? Let's have that discussion afterwards. Um, And that was one of the big things. But, yeah, look, I love there's an adrenaline that I get from sitting across a table and negotiating, you know, it doesn't matter what it is, tapware, you know, bricks, roofing, anything, you know, um, I do love it. So in 2000, you obviously love it. In 2009, whilst working as an operations estimating manager for a construction company, you're awarded the 2009 Gold Coast Women in Building Awards. Um, That must have been um, a pretty big recognition of females Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And particularly so early in my career, you know, um, it was one of, it was the first major award, I'm going to say that, overseas from Master Builders, I think it was at the time. And what what was also um, exciting and part of that process was the congratulations that came from builders and, and people that I'd worked for years ago, ringing up the Monday after and congratulating me. And that's, I think, when I realised that I had created a community mm-hmm. and that it wasn't just me. So it all then makes sense that about two, 20, 2017, mm-hmm. you decided to commence a not-for-profit um, organisation called Awesome Women in Construction and it was dedicated to providing uh, support, resources and networking opportunities for women across, working in the construction industry across Australia. Did that come out of your actual experiences? Is yeah. That started so, yeah, so I was missing a connection, Estella. I had um, worked with some incredible male bosses. They've taught me how to have a conversation on site. They explained the engineering behind an M-class slab, bearers and joist systems, all of these technical aspects of it. But I was still missing a connection that I wasn't getting from them. Um, so one day I sent an email to um, a group of ladies that was in my contacts list and we caught up for breakfast in March 2017. Um, loved it. Everyone wanted to do it again. So we did. And within three months, we had 48 ladies attending a breakfast wow. for no other reason than to connect and support each other. And the best thing about um, that day and events on, you know, since then is we all know where each other works. We all know that, you know, um, who is, you know, the competition in inverted commas, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's steel, whether it's um, roofing, whether it's tiles or whatnot, but the camaraderie within a week, everyone leaves that at the door mm-hmm. and it purely is about connecting and supporting each other and their growth. Mm-hmm. But I think it goes further, doesn't it? And I think given that if we jump forward to, you know, the last couple of years, yeah. um, given the look of um, what's happening in the workforce and the skills, it's now looking like that, you know, we, we're encouraging girls into construction industry and there's a need to. But I, I actually see that that should have been from ground zero. So, you know, it hasn't been happening and that whole equality bit in, in the building industry. So really, AWIC actually took a, a, a massive role in trying to support and encourage girls to look at construction as a career. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, it started before that with purely supporting our existing you know, cohort or or women in construction. And then, yeah, we're like, okay, so where's the succession planning, right? One day we want to retire and enjoy our retirement, but where are we getting our next generation to 
um, to help lead for us to mentor them. Where are they coming from? Um, so this is where we started to, you know, engage our next generation, we call them. And, and our next generation can be our 16-year-old apprentices or they could be a 36-year-old lady who's looking, you know, for a career change and wants to come into construction, right? Oh, wow. um, yeah, there's transferable skills everywhere. And I think our biggest thing is that we don't identify them and we will help you do that. And I think there's um, a story that I heard at one of your presentations where you were saying through COVID, you know, the wives of builders who were at home doing the bookwork are now seeking to try and become more engaged in the industry. Is that correct? And and so you you run courses, don't you? To yeah, yeah. Women. So do you want to talk me through some of those courses because they sound they sound um for, you know absolutely unbelievable. They're, they're yeah. a good opportunity. Absolutely. So during COVID, our biggest growth um, sector within AWIC was um, our accidental office managers. So they're our tradie wives. So, you know, not all of them want to want to be in the situation that they're in. They've all had their own very successful careers. Um, and while they were having their family, they, you know, helped hubby out with a couple of hours here and there. And before you knew it, they're running the business. And these ladies are incredibly intelligent. They're very smart. If they can run a family, they can run a business. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they were missing a connection. They were isolated pre-COVID and then bring COVID into it. They were going nowhere. They weren't having that connection with anybody. Um, so we made sure that we were having online events regularly so that they can come on. And even if it was just event, Estella, right, it doesn't matter. It didn't matter how or what. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, so that was our biggest thing during COVID is just to let them know that they're not alone. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, since then we've created um, our Confident Women in Construction program. So our next intake is May. And the purpose of that program in short is in six weeks we will give you the tools and the confidence to be a better version of yourself being unapologetically you and from an individual purpose but also from you know running your own business and some of the outcomes that we've had have been absolutely phenomenal and transformational yeah, it's unbelievable. And I think that the support network is vital, isn't it, to, to that. And and so let's just move forward because I've known you now for quite a lot of years, I guess. Yeah, we've been working together. And we officially began working together with an app that you um, started to getting developed called Be Ready. Yep. This is a this is a um, extension of trying to in- increase the um, females into into the construction industry, but it's had a spin off effect. Let's start from the beginning of that. Be ready, and yeah. let's talk the talk everyone through that process. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So part of our strategic plan for AWIC um, for the 2021-2026 strategic plan is to engage. Um, our next generation. And when we put that together, I wasn't sure how, but I knew we needed it in our strategic plan. So an opportunity came about just over two years ago now um, for us to work with the um, engineering students and tech students at QUT um, to create an app. And so that's where it all began. So the stage one of the app is now available on um, Apple App Store and the um, Android Play Store. So you can go in and download it. And what it does at the moment is you download download the app, answer a few questions that um, ask you, you know, it asks you a variety of, of situations and then it spits out career pathway opportunities in construction. And the biggest part of this app is 
for that conversation to be started with our next generation, our parents, but also our teaching staff out there in the world. And, you know, not I didn't know what was available in the construction industry as a career. So, um, and and I'm in it now and I still don't know all of the answers. So this app provides that opportunity for our next generation to see what's available. It also provides them with a position description and a salary expectation. So they, they can have some idea on, you know, what they can earn or at least what their starting salary will be. And that way too, they can have a conversation with mum or dad or their guidance counsellors at school and know which subjects they might lean towards rather than others. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I came in on board in the last 12 months with Be Ready and we're now going to extend that Be Ready um, to also include jobs that are actually on the ground here on the Gold Coast in marine and space. We're running that as a pilot with the with the hope of extending it. Now, the reason we, we chose those two sectors is because there's a lot of segue between that construction, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of overlap, you know, um, whether it's from a plumbing point of view, an electrical point of view, an interior designer, you know, at the moment the app's got just under 70 positions available on it from a construction point of view. And I reckon a good third of those overlap into both space and marine, right? Yeah. Um, so that's that's why, like you said, we chose those two to start with. And it's exciting, right? It's also providing another layer to that platform of these are the roles available in construction. But if you do your electrical, you can also then divert, right? Or maybe they start in space and come to construction or however it is. But I think it's also important, Estella, that we let our next generation know that doing an apprenticeship or doing a certificate for an administration or whatever it is, isn't a life sentence. You do not have to stay in that role forever. But what it will do is open doors. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the other exciting part of this eventually will be the gaming that will underpin it as well. Yeah, absolutely. So we've been working again with QUT and the gaming students. So um, we've been fortunate to work with them at the end of last semester and we have some amazing construction games that are um, just currently being uploaded onto the website. So I'm hoping in the next couple of weeks we'll be announcing those. Um, and then, Estella, we're also going to be um, working with a new group of students to create some games in the space aspect as Ooh, well. It is exciting, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's another way of, of engaging with, uh, with youth. And I think that everything now, everyone, kids of today do everything on their iPhones. Or mobile phones, don't they? They live and die and they they communicate, they do everything on that. So it makes sense. Why don't we have this information out their fingertip and why not make it fun and engaging at the same time? Absolutely. And, and you know, it's also, you know, letting people know that we are, I mean, to me the marine is a, you know, bit of a no-brainer at the Gold Coast. It makes sense, right? There's a lot of boats and and whether they're leisure or, or whatnot craft. But that whole space aspect, I don't know if many of our community and those listening know that there are rockets being made right at the Gold Coast, right? Right. I mean, we, we, yeah, we think they're in some, you know, big, elaborate, you know, hideaway section in America, but they're right here in our own backyard. Yep, they certainly are. So that's exciting, and I know that for the second stage, which is our stage, um, or the marine and I should say the marine and space stage, that will probably will be launched around about June or July. Yeah. Um, so it's really exciting that that's happening. Okay, so 
What do you see the challenges are for women in construction or girls now? What What do you see the challenges being moving forward? Look, I think the number one challenge is that they're not aware of the positions that are available to them. Um, that's the biggest one, right? So if you're somebody or if you're a parent or guardian listening or somebody who knows a young lady who wants to be in construction, encourage them. Mm. Um, you know, there's phenomenal careers waiting for them. They can earn a good salary um, and it's waiting, right? And a lot of the roles, like when I started my degree 20-odd years ago, um, you know, engineering was bridges and roads. Mm. These days, engineering is gaming and apps and all of those sorts of things. So we don't know the growth and we don't know what roles we're going to need in five years, let alone 10 years, right? And our next generation also, um, they look at things differently, Estella, and they're providing new um, and innovative ways for us to do things. And I think it's important that we listen to that. Oh, that's very good. Yeah, yeah, because with the new generation comes new ideas and new ways of doing things. And I think there's a whole perception and it's it's this whole, I don't know, I, I see it a lot in manufacturing. There's a perception that the jobs are dirty, grindy, you need to be strong, all that. Manufacturing these days, no, you need to be good at, at apps. You need to be good at, you know, at developing um, on apps and working on, on you know, developing codes. And it's like that with the construction industry to a large degree, isn't it? And the other thing I've noticed is that the businesses out there are now really engaging and wanting to engage with females into these professions. Yeah, absolutely. And women have an attention to detail um, yeah. for me that guys don't have and whether and a communication level as well, you know, so whether women make great painters, estimators, architects, all of those sorts of things, right, because they will ask the silly question and they will fix the problem that they see at the beginning rather than letting it go through to the keeper and having somebody else fix it. The other thing women are great at is communication, right? We all know we love to have a chat, but being able to diffuse a situation before it becomes a bigger problem is one of those superhero things that we have. It's a cape that we wear, right? So when you're a female construction manager or even a tradie on site, right, you can deflect and, and you know, take that situation that could explode and, and sort it out before it does. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you see the opportunities moving forward? For women in construction? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think they can do whatever they want, um, yeah. be whatever they want. Um, and look, you know, uh, not every role is for everybody. And I don't think that matters whether, you, and I think that's whether you're male or female, right? Yeah. Um, you know, but if you can, if you see it and you want to be it, then we are here to help you. Yeah you know, make that happen. Yeah. And if you can't see it, let us know too because we want to help create that because if you see that there's a piece missing, then other people will as well. They just haven't had the voice to to raise that. So, Very good point. So where do you see life in the next five years? So what possibilities are ahead for you? I'm going to bring it back to you. So where do you see life in the next five years? Um, for me, from an AWIC point of view, I would love to have the Be Ready app on every high school student's phone in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and 
you know, building up our next generation to let them know that they can be anything. If they want to be an astronaut, be an astronaut. If you want to be a construction manager, then be a construction manager. And providing those pathways and those examples or those case studies of how that can be done, that's our that's our duty. That's our responsibility as the current leaders in the industry to do that. Well, it absolutely is. And the other thing I like about the app, it has the potential to support rural, regional Australia. Yeah. All that information at their fingertips. I mean, I, I think that that's one of the mass advantages for this app. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's nothing better, Estella, than, right, go and do a bit of a roadshow, Western Australia or, you know, even Western Queensland, you know, um, you know, getting out to and even, you know, Mackay, Townsville, Cairns, that's not necessarily, you know, rural and remote, but they're regional, you know, they don't always have and generally don't have the same access to resources that, kids in the city in Brisbane do or Sydney or Melbourne, you know. So um, and that's without going to Mount Isa, that's without going to Birdsville, that's without going to all those areas. And, you know, I know that from a, you know, um, a business, you know, anybody who's listening, you know, if you want to help us, um, you know, sponsor those roadshows, reach out to either Estella and I because I think that we sometimes get caught up in the numbers game and that there's more kids in high schools and stuff in metropolitan areas, which there are, but I believe that we can have the same conversion rate for those kids that are in country, rural and rural, regional and remote. Um, Because if we don't let them know what's available, those country towns are going to die, right? Um, We want to give these kids a skill set to, you know, they may have to leave for a few years to do that apprenticeship or to do that training, but they'll come back. You know, that old mantra, you teach a man to fish and he feeds a village. Um, And I think that's, for me, that's how I'm looking at supporting that those areas in the country. And so the focus for AWIC is just to continue supporting women, um, rolling out the app. Where do you see it going? Where do you see AWIC in the future going? Look, in the next five years, I'd like to have well and truly established ourselves on that eastern seaboard of Australia. Um, I've been doing a fair bit of travel to Sydney um, and Adelaide, so Adelaide's sort of eastern seaboard and just around the corner. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I think... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's right. (laughs) You know, that's where we do our succession planning, right? But um, I think the app will dictate that growth to us on some level, and I really do believe that it's going to be strong and it's going to be quite at a at a decent pace mm. um and that's okay I'm, I'm ready for it you know um mm. because we you know we talk about how the olympic games is what 10 years are we still 10 years away oh, from the nine, nine. nine but when we think about it we're only two apprenticeship cycles oh. until that happens right, and right. yeah and apprenticeships four years so if we do not have those apprentices in that funnel in the next four years then we are not going to have the necessary um, labour that we're going to need to support that program. Yeah, you're absolutely right. On this, I must congratulate you on the event that you held the uh, week before last, the International Women's Day event. That was massive, Amanda. Like yeah. that was absolutely full to capacity, wasn't it? Yeah, it was full to capacity. Um, it's our, I'm going to call it, it's our best ever yet, but each year gets bigger and better, Estella. And, you know, the one of the great things with those events is, the new people that come and the new people that see that and you would have felt the environment and the atmosphere and there was a camaraderie in that room and a support that a lot of women 
don't generally get. And yes, the event was, you know, phenomenal and amazing. And for me, what make what makes it all worth it because it's not always unicorns and roses Mm. what makes it worth it is getting those private messages from women on friday night and saturday saying that i needed that i needed to know that i wasn't alone i needed to know that there were people out there that are facing the same struggles Mm. and that's what it's about estella that is why i get up every day and do what i do is to make a difference to somebody's life that and I felt I the networking was phenomenal. Yeah. Women meeting women was just unbelievable. Like I've yeah. just so many women con- encouraging women, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, amazing. So congratulations on that. I certainly, for one, don't know where you get the energy from, but I hope you keep going. You move at two hundred kilometers an hour. I'm sure, Amanda. So I'm really excited and I'm uh, incredibly proud to be working alongside you with the Be Ready, um, and can't wait for it to get launched for this region. So keep up the great work. Enjoy being with you, and thank you for chatting to us today. No worries. Thanks, Estella. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. For a complete list of podcast episodes and transcripts, go to rdagoldcoast.org.au slash podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn or Twitter.